What if you could address the one thing that is a major domino to help you move towards success? It's one thing that if we don't have it right, is actually holding us back. It's holding us back in business, it's holding us back in life. This episode is a game changer. It's one for me personally, and I'm honored to be able to share it with you because it's a wake-up call. And as we get into the episode, you'll see why this name, The Wake-Up Call, is such an appropriate title. Because for many of us, it is literally the thing that is stopping us with having the right energy, having the right drive, and being able to function at our optimum efficiency. So this episode with Gregory Arno is one that you need to watch, but one you need to share. Now, if you're not, you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, just go ahead and hit the button right there and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on a podcasting platform, not only subscribe, but please leave us a rating and a review. Now let's check out the wake up call with Gregory Arno. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have to because tattoo that needs to be it brings in itself and then it opens. I wanna provide content and things that help change lives, and I simultaneously want you to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. All right. Welcome back. Another great episode I have for you today. Trust me, this is one that every person needs, right? Um, Before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to do a few things. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, the Monetize Your Ministry podcast channel, make sure you do that. If you're watching this, even on Facebook, hop on over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. There's stuff over on YouTube that we don't provide here on Facebook. If you're a podcast listener, make sure you've subscribed, but do us one more thing. Do one more favor for us. Leave us a rating and a review. Like, give us a review on the content you're hearing so that others will see it and they'll be inspired to check it out as well. Now, today's episode, I am super excited. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while for business reasons, for you to be inspired, but also for my own personal well-being. And I'm going to just bring up our guest. And as we begin to unfold this episode, you'll see why I told you this one is a must-see for all of us today. I want to present to some and introduce to others Mr. Gregory Arno. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much for having me today. Greg, now you're going to make everyone jealous because (laughs) I'm, I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. And some people are like, oh, that's great weather. But Greg, where are you right now as we're doing this interview? I'm in the beautiful land of Trinidad and Tobago. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And for those who do not know this about me, I am from Trinidad. So um, when you you told me you're doing the interview in Trinidad, I just felt like I needed to get on a plane and we need to do this interview in person. But this is the the second best (laughs) option right here. This is the second best option. Now, some people may not know Greg, Gregory Arno. Who is Greg Arno? Let's let these people know a little bit about who you are. For those that may know me, they may be aware of my mission or my purpose and refer to me as more or less the voice of sleep health or even a sleep apnea expert. Uh, but at the end of the day, come on, I'm just a humble guy, man, just trying to help as many people as I can from suffering from some issues that people don't realize is connected to how well you sleep. Yeah. Um, you see what happened is I saw my grandmother um, just live a pretty 
you know, sad ending to her life over the years with dealing with a number of issues because she had a condition that most people didn't have a lot of information or knew much about. Um, and by this, you know, I, I gained about 25 years of experience as a respiratory therapist and founded an organization called um, ISD Health Solutions here in Trinidad um, as a way to kind of bridge the gap of the lack of awareness and education to those people that don't understand the importance of sleep health. And obviously I did it in our hometown of Trinidad Tobago as a start and eventually kind of took me out throughout the Caribbean from Jamaica, Barbados, St. Lucia, Guyana, the Bahamas. So it hasn't been too bad of a journey, as you can see. Yeah, <laughs> the most yeah. Important even... <laughs> you know, but you were saying, in... oh, go ahead, go ahead. You tell us the most important thing. Well, the most important thing I would tell you is that most people would never understand that there's nothing you know about your sleep. <laughs> sleep is a place where we don't recall anything that happens, but something that is pretty significant that we should know is that we still need to oxygenate our bodies. And this issue of sleep apnea was a direct impact and threat to that ability to do so yeah greg we i'm telling you we the reason i said we needed to have this interview is i just came back from vacation and i struggled to sleep and um we're, we're gonna get into your book as well greg is an author now congratulations my brother the thank you i appreciate out. it <laughs> and y'all need to make sure you get the book the book is called the wake-up call called the wake-up call uh how you sleep is how you live that lack of sleep every day would affect um, when we would go to museums and stuff. I'm falling asleep on the rise. I'm falling asleep, you know, in the museum, sitting down. Anytime I sat down, I'd fall asleep. And I just thought to myself, man, Greg, you need to give me and give people like me some help. Because here's the thing, Greg. A lot of people are sitting on great ideas. They have things that they need to do, but they don't have the energy. They don't have sometimes the motivation. And all of this is tied to sleep. And a lot of us, we've almost given up. Like, this is just going to be my lot. This is just going to be my burden. This is just who I am. And we need someone like you. And I want to really just dive into your story because you gave us a little bit of that story. But we're going to unpack it a little bit more. So tell us what kind of helped shape your interest in the work that you're in. You kind of shared a little bit. You you said you start you were your career is a respiratory therapist. Kind of, what do you think you want to go into that career? Oh man, the crazy thing about it was because of a, a girlfriend that I had that <laughs> wanted me to do a little more with my life <laughs> and kind of challenged me to do something. And I, and I met a, a friend of mine that had just finished a respiratory therapy course. And I just asked him like, what did you do to, to be able to do this job? Like, what is it that you actually do? You know, and he took me um, on a clinical day with him to, one of the places he was working at. And I said, you know what? This seems pretty interesting. I think I'd give it a try. And I didn't really have a passion for it or anything like that, to be honest. I was just looking to do something. Um, and I kind of just got into the field and learned so much over the years and expanding to different parts of different parts of medicine as a result of it. That's that's fascinating. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we usually have much more like lofty, like, you know. I will always mess with this as a child. It's like, nah, man. Like, I I'm gonna keep it real. Realist. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna so, keep it real, man. <laughs> so you, you, when you first started in this work as a respiratory therapist, you work for a company, or you immediately started working on your own. Like, what's your work journey look like? 
Uh, well, I started off um, working at Aventura Hospital in Miami uh, where my mother worked for about 10 years. And that was one of the proud moments I'm thinking so she was able to share to get to work side by side with her son. Um, I then eventually left the hospital after a little less than a year, got into home care, medical services, because I realized, you know, if you could help people in their home versus being in a hospital, that would probably be the best place I'd want to be myself, you know, and mm -hmm. dealing with different types of health issues and kind of saw that it was a huge opportunity there to do more and kind of see different outcomes because in a hospital, to be honest with you, it's, it's never a nice place to be, <laughs> you know, it's, everyone's kind of always on their, you know, their last breath in some cases or people have lost someone or, or like I said, it's just really not an exciting place to be. And home care, I got to meet so many different people and see so many people's homes and how they lived. And it just brought me to new adventures each day that I kind of eventually gravitated to and enjoyed. That's cool. I went from home care, um, medical services and medical um, services in the home area to eventually getting into medical device sales. I uh, started selling medical devices across the United States for different manufacturers. Uh, that made technology to diagnose sleep apnea um, in the presence of your home, uh, which was obviously very convenient as well. Uh, the other side of that it was that after doing that for about seven years for a couple of different companies, um, God led me down a trail to become an entrepreneur. Um, I was never something I planned just as much as I didn't plan to become a respiratory therapist. I just kind of was catapulted into an area now where I felt that it was a need to address certain things. and. Um, here I am 12 years down the road in this journey. I'm still here. Greg, now that's now we talking about faith, <laughs> right? And 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 this is a podcast. Uh, our guest today is Gregory Arno. Um, you said God led you into this field of entrepreneurship, right? Because you, you got your career, then you you've kind of transitioned a little bit. Now you're selling the uh equipment. But what made you like what like just kind of talk about that mindset shift and what what was happening with you that you said okay I'm gonna start something of my own I'm, I'm curious. I'm gonna keep it real since we're gonna <laughs> keep it 100. <laughs> I got fired from a job, Ooh, the first okay. and only job I've ever was let go from. Um, mm. It just so happens I had already started that road of becoming somewhat of an entrepreneur. I had just registered my company here in Trinidad. I had gotten my aunt to help me set up a bank account and create a name. And I was saying, you know what, I want to try to see if I can help people on the side while I work my job here in the US. And I think it was like two weeks later, I got the ax. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess I'll be doing this full time. So um, kind of walked into this space with no MBA in business or any yeah. concept of what it took. <laughs> didn't have the financial support to actually navigate what I thought would have been necessary at that time. But I just had, I guess, a determination that I had to do something um, to create some way of providing for myself and my family. Yeah. And this is what I had in my hand. Yeah. I started a business. So I just trusted God. And boy, I tell you, you don't, you don't understand faith until you become an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a whole different game. Listen, Most Greg, <laughs> you said something there. Because there's faith. <laughs> There's a different kind of faith when I get this paycheck on the 15th and the 30th or every oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a different faith when you got to like put a contract out there and you got to, you eat from that, but other people are eating from that. At this Man, there is a different hey, kind of faith. You see my hairline? 
It ain't here no more, boss. <laughs> I, I tell you, um, when you have, you know, eight, nine, ten employees that are counting on you to be able to provide for them so they can provide for your family and you don't even have a means to figure out how you're providing for yourself, it's yeah. stressful, you know, yeah. but God has been good. He's been great. I got to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and you just underscore as well the importance. I think I'm I'm, I'm never an advocate people just leave your job, start a business. But I, I do think that more people while you have a job, should start something on the side. Because yeah, yeah. think about this, Greg. If you'd never started that thing on the side, yeah, you could have gone and got another job. But this gave you an opportunity to just take that energy and just put it all into the business that had just gotten started. I think that's just for anyone else, man. Just It's good for ownership, just having something of your own. Well, you said it, Kamori. If you start a business, you have to go all in. You will mm -hmm. never see the benefits of what that business can do or get to a place of a stable income unless you got both feet in. Mm. Unfortunately, things just don't work that way if you, wow. you know, put one foot in and try to think, I'll do this and juggle this at the same time. Mm. Business mm. is a 100% is a commitment, man. And it's more wow. passion than commitment, to be honest with you, because you could be committed all you want. <laughs> Them days that you don't feel like doing it, you just don't get it done. But passion is something you can't turn off. Yeah. Um, so you wake up every day with that zeal or that desire to want to continue doing something that you have birthed within you and you yeah. just carry it out. And that's kind of what my journey has been. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, sleep and the people's challenges with sleep, sleep apnea, et cetera. And you a God given calling. Like, do you see what the work you're doing? as a calling as a ministry kind of talk to us about that without a doubt i mean anything that you're doing in your life that is here to help other people and change the, the outcomes of their lives is something that god has ordained you know mm -hmm. we are here to serve um if we hadn't realized that yet and yeah. anytime that we have an opportunity to do so god is going to bless that and god is mm -hmm. going to honor that and um, mm -hmm. i fell into this with an idea of trying to make an income initially but through my journey over a few years of getting on those planes and going back to Trinidad and seeing that, you know, this was a way that I could change the trajectory of a lot of people's lives by just getting them this information. I started building some level of a desire and a, uh, I would say a drive to want to make a difference. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it finally dawned on me, I'll never forget. I uh, was having my devotion one morning as I do each morning before I start my day and God just brought to my, I guess, remembrance where I had come from, everything I had done, now, all the different jobs I held, all the you know various types of situation and experience I was involved in. And it helped me to realize that I was shaped and I was, you know, formed to do this very purpose was to carry out this mission of getting people to understand the importance of sleep. And if that can help people live a lot longer and help them to get to a place where they can actually give their life to God, that would have been my, I guess, my contribution in my ministry to those persons reaching those goals. I love it, man. And, you know, Greg, it's something we really try to hammer on this podcast. If you're a, mm -hmm. a, a loyal listener or viewer, I apologize because you hear this all the time. But your ministry is not in a church. It's not your ministry is how you serve others best. And you just said it. You've been shaped that you've been shaped to do this, right? Yeah. I read your, the, the, your forward of your book, your dedication to your grandmother, and just your personal connection to this and your career work, the work you were doing in your business, 
this is this is this is your ministry. This is your ministry. Yeah, and it, it more or less was um, something that came into fruition just by putting one foot in front of the other. And I can't yeah. help to say, you know, I had great mentors and people in my life. Mm -hmm. um, as you talked about the forward on my book, you know, Eric Thomas, um, one of my good friends for now over 20 plus years. Um, just watching what God did in his life and seeing the impact that he's made in this world. And he wrote the book, you know, you owe you. And I remember mm -hmm. reading it just one year ago, a little more than a year ago today. Um, it inspired me that I needed to do something and leave a legacy and yeah. carry out this into a whole different level than I never thought. I never thought I'd be an author, <laughs> but Listen. here we are, you know, 2023 yeah. October, I got my first book. Listen, this is the first of, of, of it's going to be more now. I'm going to take people back, make a few connections. This is not the first time I'm interviewing you. I interviewed you um, in a group that we both are part of called The Winning Circle. And I remember when I interviewed you, I said to my wife, I have, man, this guy is onto something here with how he's talking about sleep and and, and the work he's doing. And and um, before we got on, you shared that you've traveled now, is it what, 30 to 40 flights one way? So that's about <laughs> 60 to 80 flights. Right, because yeah. you're in Trinidad, yeah. but you live in Miami, and, and what people may not know, you're one of the most fit people I've seen. I've, I see you online, and this, dude, you got a, a great jumper. I've seen you play basketball <laughs> and with some of those clips. But you are this work is something that has driven you to the point where you're you're taking all these flights and all of this stuff. What like what keeps you motivated? Beyond, beyond the money, like what keeps you motivated so much doing this work? Man, um, I guess I, the story of Jonah. Mm. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to get spit out of the whale, man. And back to Nineveh, <laughs> this is what God put me. He put me here for a reason. I realized mm. it. I embraced it. I mm. realized that I was shaped for this. This, I wasn't something I had to be nervous about or have to be concerned whether I can do it. Um, this was what I was created for. Yeah. Um, I think losing my grandmother and watching her go through all the health issues she had and almost losing my dad i remember forget back in march of, of 2015. tell us the story well man i was um, in trinidad and my dad called me just before i left and he says hey man i can't sleep can you help me out can you get me some pills you know i need some pills because i can't sleep and you know in trinidad and the caribbean it may be a little easier to pick up something at the pharmacy without having the doctor's prescription than, than what it would be in the u.s so i i picked up some insomniatic pills you know lanesta ambien you know various different types of hypnotics that you can get and i gave it to him um, as soon as i landed handed it to him and then went home um, not thinking that three years prior to that time i had diagnosed him with sleep apnea um, utilizing some of the tools i had access to that i was using in the caribbean but you know like some stubborn Trinidadian fathers. I don't know about your dad, <laughs> but uh, you know, they don't tend to listen too well <laughs> to, to their kids if it right. come down organically from them. But um, he didn't really take heed to the information I was sending to him about sleep apnea and how it could impact him. And I told him he would probably end up having a stroke or a heart attack or even worse, falling asleep behind the wheel, you know, if he wasn't getting enough rest. And sure enough, Man, it, my mom called me about four in that morning, uh, four a.m. that morning, and she said they were on the way to the hospital. I was like, "Well, to do what?" And the dad just had a stroke. I'm like, mm -hmm. "What?" I was just at the house like six, eight hours ago. He was looking fine. Anyways, I, I rushed down there and I got to his bedside, and um, I kind of just said, "Dad, we already knew this was going to happen, right? You remember the conversation we had?" And he was kind of looking at me with like the deer in headlights look, and I was like, "You remember I told you that sleep apnea could lead to this?" 
And he, for a moment, just paused and he said, you know what? I think I need to do something now. Um, I said, let's do it. I want to get him a, a CPAP machine that same day, that night he wore it. He woke up the next day feeling a little better than he did before he got there. And the next day he felt even better than that. And before you know it, the doctors were telling him, we don't understand, but we thought we were going to have to have a surgery, but it seems like everything is just cleared up. Um, they discharged him. He had never looked back, had been on that device every day. My dad's 76 years old today. As I spoke to him today after him doing 15 miles of riding his bike and walking to get his on, day man. started, man, Come I'm telling on. you, bro, um, this is life changing. Uh, yeah. My mother, you know, she, the light bulb went off in her head. She's like, let me get that test. Let me see if I'm okay. My mom ended up finding out she had mild sleep apnea as well. And I put her on therapy, my aunts. Um, and it became something that I realized that God kind of led me before everyone like Joseph, you know, to go back yeah. and save my family, to yeah. help them get the access to this information that most people just don't find out till it's a little too late in the game. Yeah. And this motivated me, man, because, you know, my only connection to Trinidad, to be honest, was through my heritage of my family. I wasn't born in Trinidad. I was born in the U.S. Um, but this drove me back to Trinidad and kept me here because I realized I could not turn my back. Uh -huh. on these people that did not have this information because who would come and be the savior who would come and bring the message you know who would take the sacrifice to bring this information here and bring the solution so there you have it um i'm here until god sends me someplace else this is what my journey is about man i love it man i love it greg mm -hmm. like the, let's let's talk about the problem that you're addressing how prevalent is sleep apnea like how I'll just be transparent. My wife tells me I have sleep apnea. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, you know, but she's probably right. Cause when I'm sleeping and she's awake, she can hear my wife is a medical profession, but how prevalent is that? And, and for some people, we almost don't want to admit that we have that. Right. So just kind of talk to us about that. Well, first off, you got sleep apnea. If your wife tells you, you got it. Um, your, your bedside partner is going to be your best solution wow. to understanding what's happening to you in your sleep because you wouldn't have a clue what happens in your sleep. Mm -hmm. I would say that statistically showing that more than a billion plus people are suffering from this condition and have no clue and less than 10% of the market has actually even taken a test or received some level of treatment. Um, in the Caribbean and while I'm here, um, there's very little knowledge of this or expertise or solutions. And the English speaking Caribbean makes up about just under about 10 million lives, um, you know, between Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, St. Louis, you know, all the various islands. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say at least a quarter or maybe even a third of the population in the Caribbean are dealing with health concerns directly related to sleeping disorders like insomnia and sleep apnea. Um, so this is very prevalent. Most people don't ever get the information until they've had the heart attack or stroke or the motor vehicle accident, or they've actually ran their bedside partner out of their lives. I mean, because if you can't get a good night's sleep next to someone, guess what you got to do? Find someplace else to sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's called yeah. sleep divorce, you know, in some uh -huh. cases, and it impacts relationships. So gratefully, your wife has some level of understanding in the medical field that this is something that you may be dealing with. And I'm hoping that after our conversation today, as soon as I get back to Trinidad, I'm about to take care of you. No, listen, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to your point, like, is it like, is there a stigma that, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm going to use me as a, like, I don't want to admit that I have a problem. Like, no, nah, I just, you know, I'm just really tired. So I snore extra, right? Like, what's We're all the, in denial. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what's causing us to not even seek the testing and that kind of stuff? 
because there's no pain associated to sleep outside of the elbow you might get from your wife to roll over if you're getting a little loud. <laughs> but um, it's not like a toothache, you know what I mean? So right. it's not like you felt it. I mean, outside of drinking a cup of coffee, coffee you know, a couple cups of coffee rather, uh, trying to get get through your day with an energy drink, you know, we don't really understand the impact that it's having on our lives to a little later on when we're dealing with blood pressure issues or issues managing our sugar levels and becoming diabetics or even starting to have cardiovascular issues of atrial fibrillation or anxiety, depression, and God forbid we even talk about sex. Um, erectile dysfunction is the number one issue that's impacting men over the age of 40, and we don't even realize the connection it has to sleep apnea. Um, the lack of oxygenation in the blood and the ability for that blood flow to get to the penile area is being compromised as a result of you activating what we call fight or flight response, also known as sympathetic activation. When our body's under a crisis, we're not breathing and we don't even know it's happening, unfortunately. Um, and it's ch- it changes everything in your hormones and just the way that you manage your, your day from day to day with the your alertness and you know, your ability to you know, remember you know, your behaviors, your moods. I mean, everything is predicated on how well you sleep. And it's kind of why I had to write the book, you know, how you sleep is how you live, because it's so true. If you're not getting a good night's sleep, you're not really going to have a, the best day of your life the following day. It's kind of hard to enjoy it, even if it is. Greg, you, you, you are, I'm hoping those of you who are watching and listening to this, this is blowing your mind as much as it's blowing mine. This is a business podcast helping you start your business. But I'm going to be honest. If you don't have enough energy, if you're not sleeping well, you're not creative, right? Mm -hmm. Your mood isn't the best, so you're not optimistic about opportunities and things in front of you. Uh, You're not fun to be around, so you're you're not building a good team of people. You don't have your best health, so you're sluggish. You start your day late, you know, like... And, and, and you're right. Now, maybe, Greg, for someone like, they might say, well, I don't sleep well at night, but I get naps in the day. Is that is that a trade-off for people? Like, Yeah, if, if you're needing naps in the day, it means you're not getting enough sleep. Um, and mm-hmm. people look at sleep, um, unfortunately, just from a quantitative standpoint. They figure, if I get to bed at 10, I wake up at 6, well, that should have been 8 hours. But it's more about the quality of the sleep not the quantity is what's going on during the sleep and if you're tossing and turning or waking up repeatedly to go to the restroom or grinding your teeth or even worse you know choking and gasping because the snoring is just a sign that something's going on in the back of the airway space um, you're taking away precious years of your life every Mm -hmm. night you go through this six seven eight hours of slumber so to say and not getting enough oxygen to your body um sleep is important man god did some amazing things with sleep. You know, he, he allowed us to dream, to see uh-huh. things. If you remember in the Bible, he, you know, he, he brought visions to people in their sleep. He actually put Adam to sleep and, he, and in a very earlier part of the Bible. And Adam woke up to the best creation of God could ever did for him. He had That's Eve. Good. You're not lying. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's something about sleep and his rest, the eternal rest that he gives us, the ability to yeah. take time off in, in a week just to reflect and to give God his glory. And just disconnect from life is it's so essential and therapeutic. And if you don't do it now, it's going to cost you one way or the other. And it'll cause you to take that rest when you're not even planning to because you only can go so far. Yeah. You know, that's what it ends up being at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, Gray, I want to get into your book and the writing of the book. But I, I got to 
you gotta forgive me, man. I gotta ask another sleep question. So yeah, if right. I'm having challenges sleeping, what are some things I can do just in my routine? I know I need to no Kimon Hines needs to go get that uh sleep apnea test, right? And you and I we're gonna work this out. And maybe someone else, right? We're gonna you raise your hand with me. We're gonna do we're gonna get the test mm-hmm. and we're gonna like right. let's just figure out what's going on. But what are some right. other ways? Maybe there are other people. That's not their issue, but they're still having problems sleeping. And maybe some of it is, I'm not setting myself up for good sleep. Greg, talk to us, man. Help us. First of all, you don't know how you're sleeping. You can't gauge it just by bags underneath your eyes or how you feel the next day. You really actually have to do a test. Like, I can't tell you what your blood type is by looking at you. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, sleep is one of those areas that is part of our lives. It makes up a third of our lives and that it can change over the years and during different seasons of our lives, right? Um, but the thing about, you know, when you're dealing with sleep, if you're having challenges to fall asleep or having challenges staying asleep, we call that insomnia. Mm-hmm. But in, insomnia is not the only sleeping disorder, nor is sleep apnea. There are about 80 different types of sleeping disorders. Most people don't even know that. <laughs> You know, there's circadian rhythm disorder, there's bruxism, there's periodic link movement, you know, restless leg, narcolepsy, bedwetting, bed talking, mm-hmm. I mean, sleepwalking. I mean, come on, we can go on and on. But what we don't really understand is that if we don't be proactive about this and be reactive, you've lost the best years of your life by the time you figure it out. So what we should start prioritizing is part of every, you know, because how many times do you check your blood pressure when you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s? Let's be real. We don't, <laughs> right? And not until you're on blood pressure medication. And even no, then. You, you know, you check it when you go to the place <laughs> and you put that thing on your arm. He's like, oh, okay, that's right. what we're doing. Okay. But health is becoming so important. We're looking at companies around the world like Apple who are, uh, who are putting different types of detections of EKG on your phone, oxygenation testings on your phone. And of next year, they've indicated they're going to be putting sleep apnea detection on your on your Apple Watch and so forth. So wow. if we don't see where the world is moving to right now, addressing this importance of sleep and more and more importantly, what sleep apnea is doing and impacting your life, um, you, you're not you're not reading the writing on the wall. Apparently, you, you're not yeah, you know yeah. you're, you're kind of sleeping on the job, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, man, it's um, it's something that most people will never. Um, fess up to and believe even if they're told that they're snoring and even if they're dealing with every symptom that is related to it because they just don't understand the connection. So that's part of the journey of what I thought I was going to be able to help in the latter years of the lives of many people in the Caribbean to start and across the world by publishing a book about what it is that we're doing when we're sleeping, what is actually happening in our sleep and try to educate persons to make a conscious decision to want to inquire about what's going on in my sleep rather than be once again reactive to the consequences that relate to it. Yeah. Greg, that that is so good. And, and um by the way, there's another sleep disorder called being teenagers. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I got three three in my house. They newborns too. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> newborns. Yeah. They're on a whole different sleep schedule. And so oh, I'm God. I'm there with you, man. It's, yeah. Sleep is like I said, it's impacted for a number of reasons. We've all yeah. had a restless night one way or yeah. the other for some particular reason. And uh, yeah. you know, it's just a gift that God gave us, you know. Because yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that I believe that God used to show us that we're human and he's not. 
Because if mm. God started sleeping, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He <laughs> from sleep. But he doesn't yeah, say but... you don't, right? And I think <laughs> for people in business and, and whatever, you need to make sure sleep, you, you, you're being... And I, I'm going to take this away. Um, I need, We need to get tested in the air. We need to see what's happening. Like you said, I can't tell your blood type by looking at you. Same things. We got to understand this. So, Greg, you've been talking about this. You're in the Caribbean. You're helping people. And you decide, you, you said... Eric Thomas's book, him writing that book, inspired you. Talk to us about the process of this, putting putting your story and I'll say your ministry, putting it into a book. Talk to us about that process. Well, obviously, just as much as I didn't know how to start a business, I sure didn't know how to start a book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um, I just started jotting down things that was coming to mind. You know, I would wake up in the morning and I would just, you know, well, talk to God and then use the inspiration that I've had in that time to start jotting down voice memos and writing stuff mm -hmm. down that came to mind. And what I started doing is that I, uh, I started um, taking some of the, I guess, things I saw people that were doing that was being successful was doing videos. So I started this project uh, probably about a year before I did the book and I called it my sleep health minute. So I took a minute and I, kind of put a video and some information and content about how sleep is impacting our lives. And I tried to make 52 videos for that year. I told God, if I can just get through one week, get me to the next week. Cause I'm not the best at being consistent at much, much of anything as I thought about it. But um, I got through that year and I had all this content and information that I just posted or I just written and it was just sitting there. And then I said, well, wait a minute, what if I take this information and I kind of oh. like put it in a book, you know, and make yeah. it, practical that people can understand it and make it easy to you know to to digest and understand and i was saying well man that's something to think about i'm too busy for it you know i don't think i'll ever get around to it but it sounded good and then the book i read i was on actually i took a vacation to barcelona to spain for a week um 2022 of september and i took the book along with me as eric just had the book published about about a week or so before then and i read it and when I got off that ship, I said, I'm writing a book next year. Mm. Boy, that was the worst thing you can ever do is put the words out there, bro, because <laughs> it kept lingering in my head. You said you were going to put a book out, and I told one person they were asking for it. Well, when is it going to be rele released? And I'm like, I don't know. I just said I was going to do it. I didn't have a projected date. And then the pressure got on me that I wanted to do this, and I had to do this. And I started seeing things come together. People started coming into my life. Um, that were helping me with some of the ways of how you go about doing it. And, and I, you know, at the end of the day, man, that God get once again, the glory in this. Um, I published the book. It happened right on my grandmother's birthday, October 1st, that it became available on Amazon and dedication of her. And like I said, God orchestrated the rest, man. I just came up with the idea or he gave me the idea and I just walked it out. Now, listen, this is a great book and I'm, I'm looking through it here. Um, and just, just the way you did it. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you just put the content. And then sometimes we think we think so far in the in the end that we can't do the steps in the in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like record sure. the content, do the voice memos, wake up every day and write the inspiration, and then gather it all together and organize it rather mm -hmm. than say, Man, how can I make it become a bestseller? No, no, like write a page, write a page. And That's I love right. that you did that, man. It starts with today, man. Anything you want to do in your life, it starts with today. Yeah. You can't put it off and just a little bit towards 
putting one foot in front of the other will get you so far in the long run you have no idea yeah. um the book the book i wanted to do was something uh, that was personal for me uh, i did it for my parents for the, for the heritage of trinidad and tobago i i did it for you know my children uh, i wanted to leave a legacy with yeah. with the ability to help people change their lives and I wanted to do it in a different way than any kind of book that you would have read or Googling WebMD or something for information. I wanted to make it a story. I wanted to yeah. make it practical. I wanted to make it something that people can visualize and connect the dots on their own because people only really want to do things when they've decided they want to do it, not when they're being coerced or sold into mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. And I just hope that the readers know that are taking advantage of this information are, are seeing how this is going to be able to change their lives. Um, but just, like I said, taking a few steps and understanding how much sleep impacts their life. Yeah, there's a there's a chapter here called Entrepreneur's Journey, it's chapter 10, and we're not gonna give a, we're not gonna spoil it, right? We're not gonna, what do you call it? Like, how do you call it when you, you give away the plot, right? We're not, we're not giving <laughs> right. away the end of the movie. Right. But tell us from that, like, what's a, what's a lesson from that part of the book um, that, that we can share with our, our viewers and our listeners today? What's what's the lesson from that chapter, Entrepreneur's Journey? Well, I'll tell you, that's a book by itself, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I yeah. was able to put it in the chapter. That's, that's, part, the last that's book chapter. number two. That's gonna be book number <laughs> yeah. two. Possibly, possibly, because it ain't over yet. I'm still on mm -hmm. the journey, but um, mm -hmm. um, that that chapter to me was, was it all. It, it brought me back to the day one, like when I mm -hmm. thought about starting a business to where mm -hmm. I'm at today and the pitfalls and all of the highs and the lows I felt along the way. And, um, you know, it was something that I didn't really think that people would care about what I was doing or who I was. So I wanted to leave it for the last part of the book, right? I didn't want to start off with that. But I wanted persons that read the book to understand that being an entrepreneur is not for suckers. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta yeah. be pretty consistent and committed and passionate and not going to take any pitfall or objection or that's going to take you off course from you getting to your goal. Like if you, if you're going to do that, you got to be a hundred percent, 120, you got to be uh -huh. in it. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, it was so amazing to go back 10, 12 years to just try to figure out how I got where I was at today. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't a person that wanted to pat myself on the back over the years. And I never looked at any particular situation as a milestone that I was trying to reach. I just kept going. You know, I was excited when I was like, wow, I was on a TV show. Okay. Wow. I wrote a, you know, an article in a newspaper. Wow. I did a presentation and I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing because I'm just thinking, you know, what's the next thing? I just mm -hmm. got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And as I kind of went back and I started thinking about all what had been done and all of the time and the energy and the effort. And I just got to say, man, I didn't know I had that in me first off. And secondly, you know, I got to always, like I said, I got to attribute this all to God's grace and just his glory because this ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> this whole journey ain't got nothing to do with me. I was put here for a reason. And when you realize when you're on your journey as an entrepreneur, if this is what you're called to do, by all means, it brings such a gratification that you can't, you can't even think about a check being huh. the, 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 yeah. you know, being the, yeah. the outcome you're looking for. I want to see how much money I can make. Like, the money is going to come. You, know, uh -huh. it, 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 you just keep walking it out. I, I, every day I wake up thinking there's going to be the day <laughs> that somebody's going to call and say, hey, we want to do this. You know, we want to do that. I don't know. But as, an, as I take each day 
as it comes, you know, I just continue to, to stay focused that, you know, I'm on a path that I was set to be on. And I feel like Noah, you know, preaching about a problem or an issue that's coming that people are not taking heed to. Yeah. And, and yet everyone is like, you know, looking at you like you're crazy, like sleep, really? You're selling sleep? I'm like, I'm not selling sleep. Sleep is free. <laughs> what you don't know is that if you don't get it, it's going to cost you in the long run. And that's um, good. God, man, and I said, God has been good, man. I, I've seen and I've met so many influential people along this journey. I've gotten testimonies from people's lives that have changed relationships that have been able to come back together because of the social impact it's had on, on persons being able to sleep with their spouse. And um, like I said, man, it's just, if you want to get closer to God, start a business. <laughs> That's the quickest way to get there. Your faith is going to change dramatically when you realize yeah. like what you said, it ain't no first and 15 in business. <laughs> yeah. Now, now Greg business tip, right? You are, Man, listen, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to look you in the camera and say, you are doing it, man. I admire the work you're doing with your business. Thank the you. The fact man. that you're able to, um, you know, move around, manage people, your team. I had to interact with one of your team members. You're so professional. Man, you're doing it. Um, and I know that's not, you know, like what we see you doing now is not how you started. No. So somebody's getting started and they're looking at you now. What's the advice you would have given to Greg? Now, with in hindsight, mm -hmm. what would you give to that Greg who was starting out back then with the knowledge you have now? What would you tell that Greg that was starting out? Well, I'm just going to say, you know, basically, like I said before, you know, you, you got to get rid of the naysayers. <laughs> you got to get rid of the objections, the distractions, the pitfalls um, from being the focus. Mm -hmm. Just know they're coming. Just know mm -hmm. it's coming. And um, just know that what you saw in your vision or why you started your business is what you got to keep in front of you every day. Good. Um, consistency Good. is a blessing. Everything happens as you sow it and you continue to sow it, you get to see the harvest. I love it. Business, if you're in business for three years, five years, 10 years, you think that you should have reached somewhere and you don't realize that the people that you are seeing making the biggest impact in the business that they're in were probably in it for at least 20 years before you notice. So if you don't have that in your mind, that that's where you're going with this, no matter what, like we said earlier, you know, commitment is one thing, but passion will get you a lot yeah, further. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Greg. That's good. Greg, let's tell people a few things. Tell them what, how they can find your business website, how they can connect with you online. And then, we people got to get this book. Listen, you get this book for for yourself for the holidays, for the for, for the Christmas. Get this, get this book for somebody you love. Get it for for them so you could get some benefit for yourself. So tell us, tell us when what's your is your your website for your business and and and, and the people watching this in the Caribbean. So it's particularly for you as well. What's your website, Greg? Um, ISDHealthSolutions.com is the name of the organization. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I think we just opened up a TikTok the other day. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not personally not me. No, not yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm still working on a few of my moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way to find us. Um, more importantly, if you are you know, wanting to get help, if you just go to the site there, I offer a free sleep consultation. Um, wow. I figured that you know God's ministry is free. But the work wow. costs money, you know, to do right to wow. get it to happen. So, um, man, listen, <laughs> I get listen. That, that 
those of you who stayed watching till the end, y'all just got the total value. Go to this website, isdhealthsolutions.com if you're listening. isdhealthsolutions.com if you're watching. It's on the screen. And sign up for a free sleep consultation. Greg, tell us how to get the book. Listen, folks, we're not just going to go get the free consultation. Let's buy this man's book. Show us the book again and tell us where we can get it. The book, The Wake Up Call, How You Sleep is How You Live, um, is available on Amazon. Um, we have it on hard copy. We have it paperback, and it's also on Kindle. Nice. I'm supposed to be working on the audio book here for the start of the year to at least be able to give the, the persons who, like myself, would rather listen to something or multitask and be able to get the information rather yeah. than sitting down and reading like some of the old schoolers would do. Um, it's available now. It's, it will change your life. Um, yeah. I, I haven't had a person that read that book has had not come back to tell me how they have, they couldn't believe what they were reading. It, yeah. it kept them engaged from one chapter to the next. And, and when I, and my dad, who is my biggest critic, <laughs> read the book in the first few hours I handed it to him. And he said, son, I got to tell you, this is going to be a bestseller. That meant more to me than anything. Cause my dad is not easy to please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he would tell you how it is. But, um, yeah. the good news is, like I said, is that. Um, if you do have a friend or a loved one or a family member that's suffering from sleeping disorders, um, our organization was built for this opportunity to give you more insight and education about sleep. Um, go to the website, fill out the form, tell us a little bit about your history and some of the symptoms and issues that you may be dealing with. Allow our sleep care professionals to kind of talk to you a little bit about what it could possibly be and encourage you to maybe start getting a sleep study test as the first step to understanding what's going on in sleep. And then at the end of the day, based on medical necessity or ways that we can tailor make plans for you to get a better night's sleep, it may even just start with you putting that phone down a few hours earlier before the time at night or you know, staying away from caffeinated products at certain times of the day, you know, getting the lights turned off, you know, making the room cool, you know, making sure that, you know, you have brought yourself to a state of mind of relaxation, you know, kind of meditate, you know, pray, you know, light stretching. You know, whatever it is that's going to take for you to work on getting you to a place of rest, um, you should start prioritizing that as a first step. Uh, the other step is, that is get some information about the data, uh, what's going on in your body, you know, what's going on in your sleep-wake cycles. You know, you have what we call light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. It's fat. Sleep is so fascinating, dude. I mean, I tell you, it'll blow your mind when you start thinking about all of this happens in sleep. And that makes you just realize it had to be a creator. Yeah. This cannot happen by itself. It had to be designed this way. So I encourage all your listeners, come on. I thank you for the opportunity to share um, on this particular podcast about this um, journey that I'm on, you know, and yeah, it's a business, but it's become a life, a lifestyle, you know, so we all got to do something to make money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm doing what I love and uh, yeah. at the same time I can impact lives and hopefully at the same time use what God has given me as resources to help more people. And uh, it's free to you, but I had to pay for it to make it happen. Yeah. So just know it costs. <laughs> Gregory Arnold, man, this was an amazing podcast. <laughs> I just, you just took like a two minutes and gave us a whole um, TED talk on, on sleep right here at the end that we could do this again and again. And so for those of you who are watching this, make sure you go to that website, isdhealthsolutions.com. Listeners, go there, um, take advantage, get the book, The Wake Up Call by Gregory Arnold. Gregory, thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you who've watched this, take action on this. It's going to help you bring your ideas to life. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. 
For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.